And we do want to thank the guys from Power Slam TV for supporting the show. And we want to pass on to you guys, our listeners, the ability to go check out Power Slam TV and all of the content that they have on there. You heard well over 4,000 hours. It's very true with a lot of different promotions from all around the world, a lot of good stuff, a lot of classic stuff that goes back even years, decades really at this point. So go to powerslam.tv, sign up, use our code collar elbow free. That's collar elbow free. Use that. You're going to get a free month on that code. There's no hassles there. It's not, it's not a gimmick that they're pulling over on anybody. You can cancel that at any time. Check it out. Hopefully you'll like it. I've liked it. I'm supporting it. I recommend it. Go check it out. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. All right, Bubs, you just gave me the 3-2-1, then you pointed at me. That means one thing. That means we're live and we're ready to talk some wrestling if you don't know who we are, we are the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast. I am, of course, your number one rated host, Kenny Oak, joined with by my number two, Chris Harris. Chris, at Chris Be Quick on yeah, Twitter. that's me. These poll numbers are skewed, so I don't know where you're getting your information from. <laughs> I voted for myself and it didn't help. <laughs> my mom must be on Twitter now. Uh. Uh. Something's happening. Uh, whatever. I'll, I'll be the number two. That's fine. One of two. What one of two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you drinking tonight? This is tonight is apple crown with, this... oh. <laughs> with diet coke because who needs the regular coke when I'm in it for the apple taste? Wait, so diet coke or coke zero? Mm-hmm. Like there is a huge diet, difference. Diet coke. They did not have why? coke zero in the small cans like I wanted. Don't ask uh, me why. I just what? who's they? What they? What the? F- Tom Thumb has it. Oh, okay. You need that's a regional promotion. That's what that is. That's okay. not everywhere. Kroger, I'm sure, has it. And I went to Kroger. H-E-B. I got it. I wish I had H E B. This isn't Texas. Ah, right. But I wish I uh, had H E B. You're too far north. You're too far north, yeah. Ah, but it's it's diet. I, not that I'm on one, but uh big apple night, big push. Good, I love it. I love it. And you you have some fruity vanilla water-based plant seed sure liquor it's, yeah don't there it is don't, don't you're right i should like i won't that. do that drunk commentary nonetheless folks First welcome all, to episode 73 we're berries doing it. <laughs> mixed with vodka is delicious all of the berries yes i love just mix the berries together but yes this is color and elbow wrestling podcast episode number 73 wow building strong <laughs> Yeah, well, I can't. Going. We are coming up on the anniversary, actually. We are about a month or so away from... What, three years? We are on three years in about a month and a half, give or take. So we'll be... We'll, we'll, Those we'll, were dark days. We'll build that up. Those were rough days for our <laughs> software, editing. our editing. The I had no hardware at the time. 
and we oh, didn't. And I was in a foreign country, like a, a war zone. A lot country. of that was taped in a lot of segments, and this is better. We are we've done a lot better with ourselves in yes. seventy-two previous episodes, and we're here because we're going strong. Yes, and we've got a good amount to get to today, including. Uh, some big news out of AEW and getting into kind of the AEW talk on what's going on Excited. here in the future. Uh, we will be talking, uh, got a random topic that we started discussing earlier and you had been talking about on Twitter. So we'll get into that as well. But first, we're going to get into the finals of our best promo, best talkers of all time tournament. Love it. Number one versus number two. Number one, Ric Flair. Made it to the finals, going through Jerry Lawler and... Bobby Heenan, uh, I believe. Bobby Heenan, yes. And The Rock, the two seed, going through... Man, who did The Rock defeat? He beat C- he went Cena in the Cena semifinals, in yes. Semis. So Rock would have beat Dusty Rhodes then at the seventh Dusty, seed. Dusty, that's, that's right. And now uh, we're, here, we're here. We are at the one and the two... Rock versus Flair. I'm excited because they're both great. Literally yeah, great. Before, before we get to the results, let's just go ahead and talk about these two. Yeah. And who we think should win and who we think are better and and our favorite moments of the two that we haven't talked about already. And Bubs, I'm gonna leave that to you to start. Before we started, I was pulling up random videos because you had you'd sent me a picture yes. of yourself. Probably on the network. I found myself tripping through YouTube. I was on basically. YouTube. Okay, I was good. On YouTube. And I wanted to see the the difference, basically, because what it would come down to is I, basically us deciding who we liked better, not necessarily based on the numbers that we got from the polls of everyone that voted. But there is a distinct difference that I noticed between Flair and Rock, and it's kind of obvious. It's not right. like I'm the first one to, to pick it up, obviously. But The Rock had the ability to be very serious and very direct in his promos, Mostly as a babyface, of course, but he also had the ability to make a lot of people laugh, and he could joke, and he could rhyme. A lot of things that set him apart from Flair, who I would say, to call him one-dimensional is unfair, because that's not right, but a lot of his stuff, his shtick, was very much the same, but it was very effective, and he's probably the most passionate guy to ever grab a microphone if you listen to all of his promos, especially in the NWA. So through watching those videos, that's the significant difference I was able to pick up was Rock was able to go from he'd start off serious or he'd start off joking and he could go back and forth between the two and the entire crowd laying in the palm of his hands. And I loved every bit of it. Absolutely. I think that's a great comparison and parallel between the two. Ric Flair, I don't think anyone can doubt his passion and the, the aggression that he brought on the mic and when he spoke, it, and it's not that he was one, but was one-dimensional. It was that most of his promos did kind of just teeter on, you know, similarities. Like, you know, started off calm and then always ended with him screaming and shouting. Um, but he was very captivating, and he was extremely entertaining Mm -hmm. the rock i do believe was more multifaceted when it came to the promo game than really anyone else on this list other than in my opinion john cena who he soundly beat last week but the rock 
could do it all. Like you said, he could start off funny and then get serious and then jump back into funny. Uh, but no matter what, he always had the crowd in the palm of his hands. So it's no matter who he was up against in a promo, they never got the best of him. Uh, one of the videos I was watching, it was the lead up to it was about to, it was the week before No Mercy 2000 when he was going to go up against the Big Show and Triple H was the champion. He had DX in the ring with him and The Rock comes out and the crowd just pops hard for him. He's standing at the ramp and then he all he does is just lift his head up in the air, puts the the, the mic to his mouth. Everyone knows what's coming, but it's just a hushed silence because they're just waiting for him to speak. Was he wearing sunglasses and a really cool shirt? Yes, he was wearing sunglasses and like the rock, like a shirt with his logo on it, but it was unbuttoned. Of course it was. So Go on, I'm sorry. Um, and he just utters the words, finally. Mm. And then the crowd just goes absolutely bonkers. One word. Yes. And so Triple H, though, you know, Triple H is not one to be discredited for his promos because I think he's one of the most underrated promo guys in history. You know, kind of claps back at The Rock, telling him, oh, Rock, you're coming out here. You're going to say all of your catchphrases. Everyone's going to laugh. You know, and it's the same thing over and over again, Rock. You're not, you're not, you know, you're not changing anyone's opinions about you. And then just like that, The Rock completely changed his demeanor. He went from making fun of Triple H to... I'm going to kick your ass, and this is the reason why, and this is what's going to happen, and there's nothing you can do. Facts. And the crowd ate it up. Like that, that's the difference uh, between The Rock and everyone else, is that at the turn of a dime, he can completely flip reverse 180 yeah. and do whatever is necessary to get the crowd where they need to be. Right. And where he wants them to be. And over the last week, with a lot of folks voting, there was some, some good conversation that was had. And some of it's actually fair because in the, in the NWA Times, Ric Flair cutting a promo, almost 100% of what you heard from Ric Flair was Ric Flair. There was really no script. There might have been people telling him to plug a keyword here or there to say a certain thing. But that was all up to Flair because that's how it was back in the day. Now, The Rock with under the control mostly of Vince McMahon, especially in the key times of the Attitude Era, had a lot of his stuff, maybe not written directly by Vince, but there's a lot of scripting that went on during those times because that's just well, that's I think the nature of the business. Less, a lot less of scripting and more of, I need you to get this point across. Mm -hmm. I don't care how you do it, but you need to hit these points. Right. Rock is not a guy that needs a script, and I think he... Early in his career, I'm sure a lot of his stuff was was scripted, but that's how you help a guy build confidence. That's how you get him more comfortable saying these words. And before you know it, The Rock is going out there with some general guidance of where the angle's going to go and some things that he needs to plug. And everything else is made up to him because if you're going to trust somebody like The Rock, Vince needs you to build that trust. And over time, I think that's something that The Rock was able to do. And a lot of his stuff comes off so organic and, and real and funny at times because that's really him it's the person that's that's coming across to you that's why flair was so believable that's why rock became more believable over time during his na nation of domination stuff i mean that those were some rough promos at times because they weren't as real 
But as soon as he broke free from that, as soon as he got away, he was still from, trying to. He was still trying to hit his rhythm. And, yeah, and find himself and find confidence, and he did that right. in late '98, and off we went. Yeah, but I mean, no one can hold the Gators down quite like Ric Flair. Six hundred dollar lizard custom print shoes. He and there's the reason why Ric Flair is a cultural icon. You know, he is someone. He hasn't quite transcended wrestling like the rock has becoming forbes most paid highest paid actor once again um but rick flair more than is more than capable of and was more than capable and did carry promotions on his back yeah not only because he was the best in the ring which he was but because he was the best at eliciting the right response from the crowd at all times. The women, the women wanted him. The men wanted to beat him. Yeah. And be him. And that's that. That wasn't just because of his ring work. That was because of his ability to articulate how he how he wanted to present himself. So during that time, during the eighties. There were no bigger stars than Hogan and Flair. But Hogan was as big as he was because he had the WWF machine. He had Vince McMahon, a national company, making him that way. Ric Flair was the biggest thing in wrestling because of Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. Not because of the AWA, NWA, whoever, WA, the WWA. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Ric Flair made Ric Flair. I think Flair's the only guy in the history of wrestling that's actually lived and was his true gimmick and lived it every day. Everything you saw in the character was actually the person. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) And Rick Rick, Rick has said it himself. He shouldn't even be here today in 2019 because of the life that he's lived. But that's true to life, Rick Flair. And I think he's a a national treasure that we should appreciate (laughs) a lot more. Well, we have him. Yeah, honestly. But, uh, but I, I love this. I love the seedings, and here we are, one and two, right? Just like we thought. Yeah. So who 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 do you like in this matchup? I mean, I know who you like, but go ahead and. I would take uh, I would take the Rock because he has the ability to do more things. If I needed somebody to cut a more passionate promo to get a single point across, I'm taking Ric Flair all day, every day, over anybody else. But if I need somebody to do multifaceted things to to do multiple points maybe to be able to do comedy and have a shtick and then bring it back to real life i would take the rock and i would pick the rock in a promo battle like i'm picking here and moving him on as the champion if i was creating a wrestling promotion and i could have and i was starting from the ground up and i can have either of these guys in their prime i think i'm taking rick flair because he was the better in-ring worker and because he's proven that he doesn't need the machine mm-hmm. to get him where he needs to be. He he created his own brand, essentially. Right. But for the purpose of our tournament and what it's for, talking about the greatest promos of all time, I would say because of his... Because he could do so much more with the microphone and the whole entertainment aspect of it, I would probably 
I, I, I think The Rock wins this. With a huge caveat of if I can have either of these two in their prime and I'm starting a promotion, I'm taking Fred Flair. Because enough. The Rock did have the conveniency of a 1,000% backing of Vince McMahon. And national but, TV and filled stadiums and arenas. Exactly. Yeah. And he could have easily have failed. And he didn't mm-hmm. because he is that damn good. But... And and that's why he wins. That's why I think he wins this. Okay. But with the, with a big old caveat next to it. Caveat understood. And I this is one of those again. We ran into this issue earlier in, in voting the generational gap because yeah. a lot of people simply haven't seen or knew Ric Flair back in the day. So I don't want to say the numbers were slightly skewed. They could have and been. And a lot of the older people prefer Ric Flair over the Rock. Yeah, and that, that's just, that's a style preference too. So. But nevertheless, we asked for the votes. We got the votes. Appreciate you guys out there on Twitter. The Rock wins, according to Twitter as well. It, it, at first, I'll be honest, when the first, I'd say the first third of these votes came in, it was handedly The Rock. It was in the 80s to 80 to 20% yeah. Rock was running the show. And then it started coming back to life after about a week of the actual poll, poll being open. So final numbers. 57% for The Rock, 43 for Ric Flair. That's a better number than Not the 80 20. Not as close as I would have liked it to I be. I would have liked mid 50 to low 50 for Rock, something competitive. Yeah, but like 53 to 47 ah, kind of thing. That would have been nice. Didn't, didn't happen though, so the uh, the upset will happen. Rock is the best promo. Yes. I agree with it. I think Twitter agrees with it as well. Appreciate now, do you, yes. Now, do you have the numbers for the other poll? That was the the host poll. Oh, that that one. So, yeah, that was so we weeks ago. I don't know if I. I know, but we just need a. Let me see if I even. <laughs> we need some closure. This. People need to know the numbers. I did save it. I'm deleting this now. Good. No. What's the numbers? Ah, uh, it is That's a. Cl- it is a clear seventy to thirty. Yes. Seventy to thirty. Why don't you explain what this poll is real it. quick for context for the the <laughs> listener who may not have voted since you fucking care so much? I, it's not that I care so much. It's just that if that was the final, you know, the true final round of the tournament was who, which host do you prefer the most? Which host <laughs> do you like the most? Is it me, Kitty Oak, or my esteemed colleague? Chris Harris, and I want to thank everyone, everyone who voted. Chris, you got some votes, and I'm proud of you for yeah, that. Don't patronize, but though. It, it was a runaway. Bad seating. Um, Bad seating is what I'm putting it on. Plus, you all are voting blind. I feel like a lot of you don't even listen to the show that are putting up these numbers. There's way too many people. Way too many people vote on these Twitter polls when I put them out. We don't have as many fans as the polls indicate sometimes, but I appreciate the numbers nonetheless. I'm going to write it better and skew it more in my direction next time when we do this because I will get my numbers. Up. That's fake news, Bubs. But on, news. on that note, I do want to thank everybody. If you're following me and you're following the show on Twitter, it is me behind the handle. But if you're following yes, us, if you're following us on Twitter, especially, it's where we get a lot of the work done, a lot of interaction. Been a lot going on today. Mondays and Fridays are busy on the social media realms. So if you're not following us, make sure you're with us on Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter, I've noticed this is a thing. Get a fucking Twitter, you bums. Go log in. Go create an account. Now it's a real thing. A lot of people aren't on the social medias as much as they need to be. Facebook doesn't do it for you. Instagram doesn't do it for you. 
come over to Twitter, come hang out with us, and you can find us at C A E Wrestling on Twitter. Can you I'm, read it? I'm, yeah, I, I did. Show it to me one more time. There we go. Yeah. So that's that's Ken showing me. Uh, it's, it's a it's a we're gonna, video meme with. We're gonna be. <laughs> We're gonna be back on YouTube. Oh, it's so good! It's Idris Elba eating, doing the hot, hot, hot wing challenge. There's been so much of that Idris Elba video going around lately with people plugging it. We'll be back on on the YouTube well, hopefully Magic next Johnson week. Out and he his blood, sweat, and tears into making this food. <laughs> Idris coughs and just nearly dies. Nah, that had no that had no connection or segue to my Twitter it comment doesn't. for you folks. But if you're if you're out there, thanks for being part of that. I'm gonna keep putting that out. That meme was probably polls. on Twitter. So. It was. I'm sure I retweeted it actually. So that that's that angle today. So Bubs, you and I had an interesting conversation before we started, and it had yeah. been driven off of us randomly bringing the topic up. But then I told you that I had started a conversation on Twitter earlier to kind of get our the Follow Friday stuff going that we've been doing with the wrestling community on Twitter. And that is the conversation about Shawn Michaels. And yes. what does Shawn Michaels' career look like? What is it? Is it as good? Is it worse? Is it the same? Is it legendary? If Shawn Michaels had not gotten injured in 1998 and had he not left the company for four years until returning... So that's a conversation that we kind of started beforehand. We had to cut it off because it was getting too good. So I'm kind of ready to discuss this with you. Sean's my guy. He's my number one all-time favorite. He is. So I am. So I'm yeah. more than willing. And I'm gonna talk Sean Michaels. I'm gonna ask you directly so we can get it going. If Sean Michaels doesn't okay. get injured at the '98 Rumble, I believe it is. Yes, when he wrestling the Undertaker in a casket yep. match. If he does not get injured. What is Shawn Michaels' career legacy today versus what it is in the real world, what we actually know it to be today? This is, and I've thought about this for so long. It's the ultimate what if. Yeah. I've thought about it more than almost any other wrestling topic ever. Like, I've lost sleep over this topic. It's deep throughout the years. There's some love for HBK. Here's my thoughts on it. Titles wise, like resume wise, he would be up there as an all timer when it comes to championships. Because that that I mean that was just his mentality before pre injury when he pre injury drugged out mm-hmm. alcoholic Shawn Michaels was all about being at the top and being the guy. And he was the best in the ring out of anybody. There was no question about it. He was, he was about holding people down as well. Mm. Do you, I don't think Triple H gets to where he is if Sean doesn't step away. Okay. Um, does Stone Cold get to the point he got to without Shawn Michaels there to try and hold him? The Rock, does The Rock get the opportunities that he got without Shawn Michaels there? I think I think Shawn Michaels rack, racks up the titles. I do. I think he becomes a 12, 13-time, like Randy Orton type. Just lots of championships. Lots of titles, lots of matches, big, big matches. But his legacy is not 
what it is today. Okay, I was hoping... His legacy, his legacy today is... It's uh, trash. It's got to be trash. What? It's got to be trash. His legacy right now. In this hypothetical world. Oh, no, okay. I'm talking about, as of right now, in, 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 in RL... Yeah, real life. His legacy is of the one of one of, if not the greatest of all time. Sure. Okay. Arguably, uh, in this hypothetical world, his legacy is that of someone that is reviled and someone that is hated by not only his peers but the fans as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think his legacy is is as sterling as it is in real life in this hypothetical world. That's the, that's the beauty of Shawn Michaels and his career is that there's more what ifs than just that. Mm-hmm. Like what if he, he jumps to WCW during we'll, the Monday night? We'll, we'll, ta- we'll, we'll talk we'll, that we'll segue that. In, in, a, in a little bit. Cause that, that's another addition we can put onto this. The first thing we got to consider if we go through this timeline is if he doesn't get injured at the Royal Rumble, does Austin beat him at WrestleMania? Because the part of the reason Austin winning is to take the, the belt off of Shawn Michaels to allow him to leave. So that's the first part. But it was also because Austin was on the steep ascent to the top. Oh, for sure. It was. So, so it, I, I, think, I think Austin wins regardless. At WrestleMania. And I do too. And what, what comes into it then is, which is kind of where I see your point of him kind of getting a little bit of, you know, the number of championships increases is that's going to be a, a longer feud than what it was. Like there's rematches that happen. Shawn Michaels gets the belt they back. They trade titles. He, yeah. There's a, there's trading titles through 98 for sure. Now, same thing you have to consider is Triple H 197, King of the Ring. So he's on the upward ascent now. He get He went the year after. Austin and they pushed him the same. It really wasn't due to a lack of Shawn Michaels that I think he got the push. It was simply because Triple H was just that damn good. He was going to get the push regardless. I think it was a lack of Shawn Michaels because he was always considered Shawn Michaels' suitcase carrier. Okay, and I I don't believe in that whatsoever. Well, that's just the perception. Right. That some I think he's always been that. that good enough. And nothing was going to hold him back. I agree. I you know I like Triple mm-hmm. H a lot, and I think that yes he he was always going to be a top guy but i don't think it happens when it does i think triple h became the star that he became because the time timing is everything in wrestling perfect timing and for him everything timing wise worked out perfectly with working with stephanie mcmahon falling in love with stephanie he doesn't find the love of his life if none of this happens, right. DX probably lasts longer than it does. He doesn't go out on his own just yet. We might not see Triple H in the main event until 2001, 2002. Right. In this hypothetical world, he might. Does he get with Stephanie McMahon? Does he become the savior of wrestling of the WWE with NXT? Mm-hmm. You know, d- does any of that happen? If and it's funny to think that one one incident. Right. But one person could alter so much of this timeline. It's the butterfly effect. One little one little change can change so much more. If Sean doesn't get hurt, do we have NXT? Do we have do we have the reign of terror in two thousand three? Do we have Booker T having to get embarrassed 
at WrestleMania. Right. Okay. That presents even a lot of more what ifs for us. You weren't thinking to, any of to that. Challenge. I, I'll, I, some of it I was. I, I realize every single one of those is a huge rabbit hole of consequence, though, if we were to end up going down it. But I think that the point of of the HBK thing is that wrestling did change. The era did change between what Michael's era was in 95, 96, 97 to what it became in 98, yes, but he 99, was changing 2000. With the time. And I think he was. It, it's not. He wasn't someone that was just behind the times. No. He was always ahead. He would have been. He would so have. I don't think greater. that was an issue for him. I don't him. think it would have been necessarily held him back. But would he have been able to stay on top of or better than Austin and Rock, who became great in '99, Triple H, who found his ground in late '99 and 2000 and 2001, right? And the Undertaker, who stayed relevant through all these times. There's a lot of people who continue to kind of reinvent themselves and change to stay at the top of the game. Does HBK do that? And if so, is he is he good enough? I don't want to say that because he is. He's good enough to do anything, right? But is, yeah. is he the top guy to carry a brand on in 2000 when Rock was cutting promos on everybody left and right? And that's what the entire babyface brand that he built was based on, was that strong promo game. I, I definitely think Sean, based on his in-ring work alone, like there's, there's people who were given titles because they were so good in the ring and because Sean was never a great promo, but he can go out there and do what he was told to do and he could put on decent promos. He was never a bad promo, but he was never a great promo. Um, he was always going to be great in the ring, but then you have to think when would his demons get to him? Mm -hmm. Because that's the true, that's the true story here because the demons were already catching up to him at the time of his injury. And so it, it was just, it was inevitable. You think, yeah, you think it's a matter of time before he ends up leaving due to these demons and... Yes, or something something tragic sure. happening right. to him because of it. Okay. Now, you'd think that he'd be a... So let, let's say he's this 13-time world champion and... And he's, you know, he's sacked up the titles. I completely agree with you on the other side of that, saying that his his reputation would be much different. He's not brought in. He's not. He's not always walking around wearing the NXT hat like he's wearing all the time. He's not no. sitting in. He would be hated. Area. Yeah. Uh, there would be so many shoot interviews, just dogging him, tell, saying how horrible of a person he is. And there's shoot interviews now talking about that, but it's they're stuck in the past, still talking about mid '90s, Sean. Right. If you talk to anyone who knew Sean from 2002 on, they loved the guy. And he was always willing to put people over. Mm -hmm. But if he doesn't get hurt and he's still wrestling through that, he's still mid-90s Sean. He's still a total dickbag. Mm -hmm. And he's still got to be the top guy. Exactly, and he, he wouldn't be satisfied with not being the top guy. Mm -hmm. And I think eventually that would just get to him, and his demons would catch up to him, and, and unfortunately something tragic would happen. Either he would just be done with wrestling for good or, or worse. Worse, right. But thankfully we got the rebirth of Shawn Michaels mm -hmm. in 2000. And it, it, you hate to say, you know, I always hated saying this, but I always – was so thankful that Shawn Michaels got hurt. It was always 
something I was so grateful that happened because Shawn Michaels doesn't become my all-time number one favorite without that second run. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm talking about Edge being my number one if it's not for Thank for God, Shawn thank God, HBK fixed that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You'd be hearing so Let's, much Edge and Daniel Bryan talk um, right now. wouldn't be on my podcast. Let's run. But there's no what-ifs with Edge and Daniel Bryan. There's not. And that's what Th- makes Those are fulfilled. About, they are. Edge had his full career. Yeah. Daniel Bryan's still going. He got his second chance. And so there is no what-if. Because I don't think there should be a what-if oh, what Daniel Bryan didn't miss this time. It's like it would be the same thing that we get now. Like nothing. He would have been the IC champ for a while yeah. because he retired the IC champ. And then uh, back in the title scene a year later. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. So there are no what ifs. But with Shawn Michaels, there's so. We should ha- we could have a full episode on Shawn Michael what ifs. All the what ifs. Now, I like the idea real quick about going down this what if he jump ship conversation in, um, I guess. Ideally, it's going to be 98 when he leaves WWF. Let's let's talk about that for a second. So I, th- I, th- I think it was like 97-ish, 98 before he got hurt that he was – that there were talks about him possibly. Right. So I, I'm thinking more realistically if he has the title in late 97 like he does yes. and, he, and he carries it until WrestleMania and then loses it and then leaves. So there's – I mean the timing really isn't – If he's hurt or is not of, hurt. Is of the concern. If, if he does not get hurt in 1998 okay. – and he d- and he does drop the title to Austin and then leaves the company. What does does that do for WCW? What, I mean, what does that become? Is now, he, I think is that's he... more likely. If if he doesn't get if he doesn't get hurt, I think the most likely thing that happens because the main event scene does become so crowded. It's with, packed. I I do think it's more realistic that he would go to WCW around this time. Right. Because in WCW, he has his friends, right? So it's easy for him to yes. jump in on the Wolfpack. And, and he's he straight to the top. He straight would be to number the top. one right away. Absolutely. Because there's no one that, that really holds a candle at the top of the card in 98, really, that's going to go with his style. Because Hogan, Hogan's at the top, Goldberg's at the top, and his friend Kevin Nash is at the top. That's really what you're getting throughout WCW in 98. So... You got the best. Bret Hart's there. You get. Boy, that would be that something. Would have been, <laughs> there's, oh, there's a storyline there for Eric Bischoff to run with. Oh, I think that could be one of the biggest um, money making. Oh my god! <laughs> WCW would just, still be in business you right now. You said you've never thought about that. That if they continued the I feud. Of that. Ah no! You need all right. Well, that there's a potential what if episode that we can actually do about okay. this whole thing, but. He's That's going to be a new segment that we're going to do, and we're going to. It's going to be on YouTube, and it's going to be called "What Ifs." What Ifs? But he's the best. The first he's the best. In, he's the best in-ring worker in the world, and he jumps to WCW. Bischoff knows this. They put him at the top. He's going to have to go through Hogan. He's going to have to go through Goldberg, in some way. Yet Goldberg was heavily protected. So. What does he become? Does he become that world champion? Does he carry the brand? Does it even change the brand? Do they get more numbers? You know, there's a lot of those what ifs that come out with Man, this I because know, and we can't really we, we can't, can't go into detail. Uh, we can't objectively Mm-mm. give an answer, but I That's could hard. subjectively say, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know if it moves the needle all that much because was Shawn Michaels ever a huge draw? Right. The answer is no. He was never a huge draw. But for the hardcore wrestling fans, he is. Mm-hmm. 
So I do think that fan base definitely moves over to WCW. As far as rivalries go, I mean, he goes straight into the NWO For without sure. a doubt. Yep. Probably, well, 98's a wolf pack. He's wearing he red goes, and black, yep. Yeah, because that's where Nash is, Nash and Hall. But once again, the, those demons, I mean, look at Scott Hall. I know, they're still there, right? So this is, he was, how long does this oh, WCW run happen and really? I, and does, does Vince ever let him come back? Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest questions here is, does, does Vince ever welcome him back? I mean, he welcomed, of course he welcomed Nash and Hall and Hogan back, but you know that Sean would have gone out in such a tissy and, and in such a volatile way. A very that petty exit that he Vince would, would probably be like, and probably Vince's, you know, right-hand men like Bruce Pritchard would have been like, we we don't need, we, we, yeah. we probably don't want him to come back. It'll be way too, way too sketchy. Bubs, I think Shawn Michaels leads the WCW invasion in 2001 and is the only key, oh. key figure in their invasion angle led by he and Austin in WCW. Imagine that feud. Oh, that would be money. This fake wrestling shit that we make up in our heads, this needs booked. I don't know who to call. No one takes our calls. You can't get through to Vince. Vince has stopped taking my phone calls. The Dolph experiment just doesn't work. It just lingers for so long. But Vince, don't worry. I've never steered you wrong before. <laughs> Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30 was brilliant. You're welcome. Um, no. Dolph Ziggler, Money in the Bank. I nailed it. <sighs> I'll bring you back to reality here for a second, Bubs. Good conversation nonetheless about HBK. There's some potential there and some segments well, we're going to discuss. So a champion thing didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did. Was... That was fine. I enjoyed it. Was it? It wasn't. I did. We lost hate it. the devil because of it. Uh, I don't. Yeah, part of that was was the fault of Enzo. You can have ne- you can have Neville back in ten or in eight days. How about that? Yeah. Let's transition. Perfect is, segue. I'm so good at segues. It's it's, it's like you're. This you're is why I want them. the vote. It's time to seriously have some real conversations about all elite wrestling that we we haven't been avoiding them, but we've been waiting for the right time because the right time hasn't been. You're all elite. Oh God, get off of my show! We're here to talk about it now. Regional than it's a regional promotion. That's it's a Pan Am experiment. Bubs, all out's happening. Yes, it is. In eight days, the card is, I think, done. We had a change today, a very significant change that we'll discuss. I think, um, from match perspective, yeah, it's a lot better. But all elite, it's time. We're going to talk about the card. We're going to be honest because I'm going to be honest in this. There's a lot of folks that are working for all elite that I simply don't know or haven't seen much of their wrestling career. Yes. So what I hope and what I guarantee is going to happen is All Elite is going to start to showcase some of these unknown folks for us that we really don't know or we only know a name. And eventually, maybe a year from now, maybe less, maybe a little bit more, we're going to be able to, to say, I know who this person is. I know who that tag team is. I now believe in Adam Page as an example of a top guy. 
we're going to start getting into all that because next Saturday, All Out happens. It's sold out. We're going to get the first All Elite World Champion. We're going to get some significant matches for like first round buys of the AEW World Tag Team Tournament. That's happening. We're getting a ladder match for AAA World Titles. So a lot's going on and it's time that we all start paying attention to it a little bit because I'm ready for it to live up to the hype that every internet AEW or being the elite Mark has been telling us for months, actually yes. a year or more. It's time that the shit lives this up to be the greatest thing to happen right. in wrestling. And it, and it just might happen. That's fine, but we need to see it first. We're going to see TV in October. We're going to talk a little bit at the end of this, obviously, about NXT versus All Elite, because that's happening. The Wednesday Night Wars yeah, are going to be a thing. I'm excited. I've trademarked it. I've used the hashtag, so if that counts in anything in the world, then write it down. But <laughs> it doesn't. But, <laughs> a hashtag does not count. It doesn't count for it. I need to register it. Anyway, All Out, bubs. Are you buying it? Are you watching it? Are you going to illegally stream it? Are you going to catch the oh, highlights God, later? Let's, never let's talk about it. If I, if I want to support something and I claim that I am a fan, I do not illegally stream it because I am an adult. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, I can pay for things. And if I can't pay for things because I'm broke, because I'm an adult, and that's what happens when you're an adult, then I don't watch it. But I... There is nothing on this card as of yet that makes me go, I'm going to spend my hard-earned money on this. Okay. Because there isn't TV yet. I'm not invested in any of the stories. It's just a glorified indie show. But, and you're looking at me like I just told you <laughs> that your daughter is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She isn't. I love Kate. Okay. She's a great kid. That's facts. You just called this an indie show. And I did. Okay. And, I, and I'm, I'm wrong. You're not wrong, but to hear it said so okay. bluntly is something I've avoided saying for months. That's because it's coming from me. I, I don't know how to, how to speak other than bluntly. Yeah. And, I mean, I wasn't excited about Kenny Omega and Moxley, but I am a hell of a lot more excited about Pac and Kenny Omega or Adrian Neville or whatever you want to you know either one call of those him. names I don't like the name I don't like the name Pac I'm not a big fan of it but I am a huge fan of the man and the wrestler yep so I am pretty excited about that okay now I want to ask you about something you said because what yes. we're going to get here now AEW could become great and huge right there's always that potential we we all recognize that does seeing the first ever AEW World Champion being crowned in the main event match not draw you in enough as a wrestling fan? And if so, why not? Why does that match not draw you in enough? Because I have an answer, and I want to know yours. It it doesn't draw me in enough, and it doesn't, because there's no story other than this is for the first world championship of this company. It's like, okay, and that that's cool. I'm happy for whoever, for Chris Jericho when he wins because he's a former WWE guy and that's how they're going to build this company off the back of former WWE guys. But it doesn't get me excited at all. Sorry, but that's just how 
that's just how I feel. Okay. I said this two months ago. I've said it several times since then. They have yet to give me a reason to believe in Adam Page as a world champion of anything, as a legitimate contender to Chris Jericho in a match, and a legitimate contender to beat Chris Jericho in a match for any type of significance. And in this case, you're going to try to convince me that Adam Page, who has been a relevant mid-card good wrestler who I like with a hell of a nickname and all that kind of stuff yes, with him. Page is a great name. With all that, that's really, they've laid their hat on that and then given us a couple video packages basically saying, yes. here's why. Nothing that that does. They have, they've, they've done nothing to build him through their shows, through Double or Nothing, really, through Fighter Fest, through Fight, fight for the just, Fallen would have been last, so... Yeah, it's just hey, this is good. This guy is fighting Chris Jericho for the title, and if he like, wins, okay. if he beats Chris Jericho, even if it's clean, I'm still not as excited as I think you should want me to be, because you right. haven't made me, you haven't given me the story, you haven't built it any, and especially if you're trying to draw in what's the the word that Cody hates uh, the, ca the casual fan. He doesn't like saying the casual fan, but that's the right oh, word. If you want to bring sorry, in a casual Cody, fan. Casual fan is what keeps your company running. Yeah, we it's don't know Adam profitable. Page, so I mean, sorry. we know Chris Jericho because you know he's was with the WWE. He's a former WWE World Champion. Right. He was on VH1 shows. He's a rock star. That's about the, that's about the extent of his casual yeah fanness because he's not someone that has transcended wrestling. I, as a wrestling fan, I know Adam Page. I know him. I know his Ring of Honor work. I know his friendship with all with the Bucks and all those guys. Because yeah. I've I'm a step I'm a step ahead of the casual when it comes to anything outside of New Japan and WWE. Casual? Why are so, you calling? Them? <laughs> I'm above the casuals. We're a step above the cash, but I'm not excited <laughs> enough to buy it. But I do think that they're going to get a lot of buys. It's already sold out. They're going to make their oh, money. Yes. But this and is this not is something... this is good for the yes, wrestling Yes, I'm fan. excited for it. Please don't get upset that I'm not buying it because I'm still going to either, one, just see all the highlights. I'm not going to stream it either because what, well, what if I don't have the money? I'm not rich like you and I can't buy it. Get a job. Well, I have a job. I have other responsibilities. Those are the excuses I get when I call people out for looking for Facebook watch pages and they send me a link, bro, type of shit. It's like, no. Support, go pay for it yourself. Support the company. Support the company. Yeah. Quit buying all the shirts that you have, all the wrestling guys, <laughs> and save your money up for their pay-per-view, you bum. Ah. No, but you have plenty of money to go to a WWE show to take pictures. Look how empty it, it is here. It's empty in the <laughs> arena. Look how empty the that, show is two hours from starting. Look yeah. how empty it is. It, I was the first one in the door, but look how empty the seats are. Get out of my house, <laughs> you bum. Anyway, Bubs, the uh, card. Do you have it? Have you seen it? Have you gone through it? Are you familiar with it in its entirety, at least? Because there are some relevant guys on here. We know a lot of these guys. Of course, we know Cody and Sean Spears. We know we know the Lucha Brothers. We know the Young Bucks, right? We know Omega. So, yeah. what about this card? Screams exciting wrestling to you and what doesn't I mean uh, it's going there's going to be some wrestling nothing nothing on this card makes me go I have to buy this because the, the store what gets me invested and what's going to get me to pay 
money for a wrestling card is what 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 makes me feel like I should be invested in this? What stories are there for me to get excited about? Mm-hmm. Hell, I love mixed martial arts. I'm not going to buy every UFC pay-per-view because there's some pay-per-views where it's just like, there's no interesting stories here, no really interesting matchups. I'm not going to watch this just because I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of wrestling. I may be a big fan of AEW, depending on what happens, but for right now, I, I'm i not invested. I have nothing to make me invested. I don't watch all the WWE pay-per-views because there's sometimes when I'm just... I haven't watched SummerSlam because I wasn't invested in much of what happened and what was going into SummerSlam. So... As of right now, I'm not interested, and I'm not going to watch. But, of course, I'm going to read what happens. We're going to talk about it, and I'm going to be able to speak about it and mm-hmm. give thoughts on it. But I'm not going to pay for it and watch it. Like you said, I'm going to watch highlights. I'm going to be able to have something to say about it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to pay for it mm-hmm. and watch it that way. And what's and likely... I'm sure as hell not going to illegally stream it. Yeah. Because if I do enjoy AEW, I'm going to prove that I enjoy it by paying for the product. Like I pay $9.99 a month for the WWE Network. Mm -hmm. What I expect myself to be doing, and maybe you will fall into this category, is that once October happens, TV starts happening at a weekly basis, storylines start to get developed, they're likely going to do a pay-per-view at the end of the year, possibly January, because that's a hot time, depending on when the rumble time is. You're you're a hot time. Got me. Is that that <laughs> that pay per view? If they decide to do one at that time, or then whenever really the next one is that they do after their TV starts, there's a damn good chance that I'm gonna pay my internet provider or Bleacher or whomever is gonna stream it or fight, and I'm gonna pay them my money because by then I've been able to see some significant storylines build outside of the Being the Elite YouTube channel, outside of a couple TNT video packages, and outside of the handful of, I guess we can call them, three pay-per-views that that have occurred. I will say that TNT video package was damn good. That shit was hot. And I am am excited for October. (laughs) And that's honestly, that's what I feel too. I'm more excited for TV in October than I am for All Out because I think it's going to be a good wrestling show, just like All In. All In was a good wrestling product. There was some stuff in there that was extremely yeah. entertaining. There was Cody Rhodes, very and little storyline. Nick Austin Rhodes are so good. All those things Most that have happened. All those things that have happened have been good wrestling events. But again, you and I were somebody. Our style is that we need a little bit of backstory. We need some some actual storylines and feuds to be built to get into something. And I think we're going to get that. But I don't have it right now. So. Yeah. No, I'm not going to buy it. I'm certainly going to watch the highlights when they come out. I'm going to see what storylines are built from this because there's a lot of things that have gone into this that are starting to, to put little pieces in, right? Sean Spears hitting Cody with the unprotected chair shot. That was good that shit. Was, Although the chair yeah, shot itself was, was not. The storyline with it is good. Better. Yeah, I'm not, not a big fan of the chair shot stuff. But Sean Spears, a, another WWE guy, is going into this playing full heel. He's going to have Tully Blanchard on his side. He's going to go up against Cody. So there's some significance here with 
pretty much everybody on the card in some way and how they start this going into their TV. I think this is the most important pay-per-view for them outside of, I mean, what they did it all in way back last year was important, but this one going into TV is more important than any of the other ones because it leads into all the storylines that we're going to see on TNT on Wednesday nights when they're battling in that Wednesday night war buffs. Now, I know you wanted to talk about the war yes. a little bit. I love the fact that, and, and we talked about it last week, It's it makes me laugh that it's the Wednesday night war, but it's not Raw and SmackDown going up against AEW. It's NXT. It's the it's quote-unquote developmental. It's the AAA squad going up against the the XFL. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's whoever it's the Detroit Lions versus the Dallas Renegades. Ah, classic kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So or NFL Europe. You remember NFL Europe back in the I, day? I do. Yeah. God, so good. You, the the I, Ryan I Fire was my team. NFL teams could send players to NFL Europe, like on like on assignment. I remember that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, that's what. Yeah, that's what a lot of the players were. Were yeah. Were uh, NFL players, but. Um, I'm excited to to have something that I miss the days of flipping back and forth between Raw and Nitro. I miss the days of going to the playground and arguing with my friends on my friend telling me, "Oh, Stone Cold's the best." I'm just like, "Stone Cold, he's just a rip off of Goldberg." Goldberg's better, yeah. Yeah, Goldberg's way better. <laughs> I I miss the days where kids can go and argue over what's better. NXT or and we can all agree Raw and SmackDown are just there. We can all agree on that, and they're not going anywhere. NXT and AEW are the true wrestling products right out there. So I think it's exciting for I, I'm excited to think about kids. You know now being the ten, like the ten year olds right now, the eight year olds. Yeah, like we, I remember being eight and nine and thinking, man. Nitro's way better than Raw, and my buddy being like, no, Stone Cold's the man. He would beat his ass. You don't even know. That was me. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, well, well, he would get a jackhammer, and that'd be it. No. Goldberg's the man. Stunner. The Wolfpack, baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, going to be fun. That's going to be fun for kids now to have something they can flip back and forth to and right. argue about on the sh- on on the I was gonna say on the street on the streets like, where, where, where are these kids like, where are these street youths walking NXT. around the hopefully they're in stay in school kids if you're listening if you're ten and you're listening to this get out of the streets but if you're ten you're not listening this this was some of the best conversation that I've had over the last couple weeks throughout our social media talk is. When it happens, when the two are battling in October at the same time slot on two different channels, what are you going to do? Which are you watching? Which are you DVRing? You know, what, what's more important to you as a wrestling fan? Are you going into it saying, no, I want to see the new product live because, you know, that has more hype. That's more important to me right now. Or are you going to stick with Old Faithful and just watch NXT mm-hmm. because NXT has been That's proven. So I want to know what you're going to do. I, I forget the date, but I think it's. October September. No, it's oh, wait. October. What are you about? I think it's October 2nd. That's the first oh, clash AEW's debut when okay. NXT will have their third week of TV, I believe. So, Bubs, on October 2nd, a Wednesday at 8 o'clock my time, 7 yours, 
what are you watching live? And are you flipping back and forth? Are you DVRing one? What are you doing? I am definitely watching AEW just on pure... It's the first. Just, it's the first you have to. It's exciting. And, man, it all. I guess it all depends on what, w, what NXT has going on. That's the big question because if AEW has some, I mean, if NXT has something big in the works or something happening, then of course a lot of people are going to be there to watch mm-hmm. NXT. But I do think at the end of the day, and neither of these companies should be focused on the ratings because ratings mean nothing nowadays. Mm-hmm. But of course, I think AEW is going to win that first ratings win get that first ratings win because it's the very first episode everyone wants to see what's going to happen it's what happens after that week what happens in week two three four and beyond that means the most right in this quote unquote wednesday night war Mm -hmm. last week we talked before NXT had formally announced, WWE had formally announced that NXT was actually going to be on TV, that it was important for NXT to have a head start on AEW on TV in that time slot. And they're going to have that now. They will have two weeks ahead of them on TV. So in my petty mind, I'm thinking if, if, if Vince McMahon is going to have his hands in NXT like it's reported that he will, then... There's going to be something big planned for the October 2nd show on NXT to keep viewers on NXT. And I mentioned a couple of them with a lot of people on social media was, what does NXT do on that week? Well, they bring back Tommaso Ciampa like we had talked about. Yes, we they, talked about that last they have They have Shayna Baszler lose her title to somebody that the fans really enjoy or somebody surprising. They have to like do something. It could be her, right? It could be Rhea Ripley. It could be a lot of different people that were... We really don't know yet, but the point is, if WWE wants to win that first that first week and it's really important to them and to take away a lot of yeah. viewers, they're going to do a significant storyline leading up into that. And the only reason that's important is I could care less if it's Johnny a Gargano's live yeah. sex celebration. That won't be it. He'll Candice be on. That, I would be they, all on that. Dear God, USA has their limits. But as a fan, I they didn't care. back in the day. I could care less if this is a war because I get to see great wrestling finally on TV again on two different yeah. shows. Raw and SmackDown are both inconsistent. NXT so is rarely inconsistent. They put on Never. great takeovers. Their TV is definitely good. They're going to get more time now. We're getting you know two hours of TV time. So include all the commercials and all that stuff now, of course. So that means more TV time for everyone else. AEW is going to be on TV this is where I get reinvested hey, as, as a hey, child and start getting excited about wrestling again because there's going to be a yeah. lot of it. Too much, maybe. So much content. There is already too much. Yeah. But that's that's okay because you know who benefits in the end from all of this? You and me. Boom. Not just – yes. Boom. Boom. Adam Cole, Cole baby. baby. Did you see that video, that compilation of all the Bebe's in NXT? No, uh, you should send so, it to me because I need that I'm right now. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I didn't send why that don't, to you. I send you too much shit and you never you send me anything. Do. This is such a one-sided relationship. Uh, it's hard to get through the day with you. Well, okay, so yesterday, I'm sorry. Why don't I'm you people vote for me? That God. I, 
<laughs> it's because I'm so unpredictable. I'm a wild card. I guess. I, I lock all my all my keys and my phone <laughs> in my office building. And, and you can't get a ride the door closes behind me, and I go, oh, shit. Did That's you feel like a good. dumbass? Oh, it was it was the worst moment of my career with this company. <laughs> like, luckily, uh, my manager and me are the same age, and we have the, all the same interest, and we had a good laugh about it. I love hearing anyway, your shortcomings. Anyway, in the end, in the end, the people who benefit most from this Wednesday Night War and just more wrestling content in general is you and me. By you and me, I don't just mean chris and ken i don't just mean the collar and elbow wrestling podcast i mean all of us as wrestling fans in general but with all that being said we want to know who are you going to watch that first big wednesday in october who are you most excited to be on national television nxt or aew well guess what you can let us know and here's how you can go on Twitter at CAE Wrestling, at Crispy Quick, at Kitty Oak Sports, and let us know. You can also hit us up on Facebook. We're the Collar and Elbow Wrestling with the and sign. You can also, if you have the Anchor app, you can send us voice messages. Do it. Which we will play. If you've listened to the show, you know we will play we'll put you in. on our show. So please go out and interact with us and let us know what you're thinking about the Wednesday Night Wars and what you think about what if. What other what if would you love for us to talk about? What if Shawn Michaels never got hurt? What happens? You've already been talking about it. Let's talk about it some more. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week on the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast. We love the fact that you have taken time out of your busy days to listen to us, to help us grow the show, and to help us grow the wrestling community. The only way we can do that is together. You and us. And together, we can make wrestling great again. Thank you guys, and see you next time.